Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the entire world. I am Forbes Riley. Ha ha! And you're not. That's the coolest thing about today. <laughs> the coolest thing actually is my female celebrity guest uh, text me. He's like, it is just audio, right? I'm like, no, that's why I'm sitting here putting the eyelashes on. Trust me, not only audio. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Uh, if you're within the sound of my voice, you're in a good place right now. That means that you are ready to have your heart opened. You're ready to learn what it is like to be successful in a crazy, unsuccessful world, how I define success, and what the Forbes factor really is. You know, I started this show. I've been on air for almost 12 years with this show and 10 for another show. And there's so many things that you don't know. I have a new amazing PR company who found me on Clubhouse. Now, I am the queen of manifestation. Now, by the way, we can have lots of queens, not only just one. This is not like the Game of Thrones, which I am now watching for the first time. I finally get it. Oh, my gosh. Not a spoiler alert, but that show kills people that you like. Don't do that. Don't mess with me. I have enough trouble losing friends in real life, but now I'm losing TV characters that I've fallen in love with. Uh, If you watch the end of season three, that's where I am right now. Oh, some really nice people got slayed. Uh, I will tell you, though, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of human psychology. And if you spend enough time with me, you'll understand that I've devoted a lot of my life to comprehending how your human brain works. And, and I'd love to go head to head with the guy, uh, is it Ames, who does uh, the, the brain concept? Um, I may not be a scientist formally, but uh, I did graduate college with two degrees and uh, just have this insane curiosity about life, which I think is what keeps us young. Um, silly little things like, did you know the brain is the only organ to name itself. And that sounds like a joke, but it's actually true. And if you ever stop to think about how it works, like just stop what you're doing every day, take a step back and go, wow, um, you don't make your sweat. You don't make your heart beat. You don't make your lungs breathe. Some other part of your body keeps you going while you're on clubhouse, while you're driving, while you're doing all these other things. And one of the things that I've discovered in the work that I do, I train a lot of students now. I've graduated almost 2,800 students since July of last year. Uh, And what I teach mostly is how to pitch. But pitching for me is how your brain communicates to your mouth, out to other people, into their ears for them to take action. It's kind of a pretty brain-oriented thing. And I teach it from a very psychological point of view. If you are in sales of any kind, which pretty much means if you're human, you're always pitching somebody on something. I want to go to this restaurant. I I want to go to this club room. I want, you're enrolling people at all times. And so the more conscious you get about how you communicate to yourself by not saying things like, I'm so afraid to do a Facebook live. People are going to hate me. Someone just said that to me the other day. I'm like, do you think anybody really cares that much about you? We, We don't even care. We don't, we don't, nobody cares about us. Nobody. I never rewatch a Facebook live because it's irrelevant. I did it. It's done. You move on. It's like saying, oh, I just want to go back and redo that conversation I just did. You don't do that either. So giving people a sense of freedom to one, self-talk this sense of love. And I actually do a crazy exercise. I take your right hand and I put it down about 45 degrees there. And I introduce you to the foreman of your company. 
Not that CEO up here who's busy chipper chatting, but the one who's running everything, who makes your eyelashes grow and your hair grow. And oh, and if you're a mom, something made those babies happen. I used to joke around with my daughter and say, see that hand? I made that hand on a Tuesday. I remember making your hands. I don't remember any of this. I didn't do anything differently. And I made two beautiful babies doing exactly what I do every day. Talk, eat, communicate, sleep, and then babies grow. I will tell you something really interesting. If you actually take your hand and look down at it and say to your little foreman, words like, I love you. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry I keep telling you that you're shy. I keep telling you that you're afraid of, of success, or afraid of failure, or, or don't trust people. I'm sorry that I stressed you out to the point that you got sick. And then if you get quiet, you'll hear something. And that voice will give you an answer. And that I have done around the world. I just did this yesterday with about 75 people. And I, I said to one of the ladies, I said, tell, tell, tell your little foreman how much you love her and how important she is and how you're gonna, you guys are going to start being a team and you're not going to put her down. And then I said, what did she say to you? And she said, thank you. It's about time. Did you hear the voice? So I'm going to urge you guys, the voice that talks to you is you, but you are really hard on it. See, it's more fun to say you're hard on it than saying hard on yourself. You'll take care of other people before you take care of you. You just do. It's why they actually have to tell you in an airplane when the mask comes down to put it on you. They have to tell you that because your inclination is to help other people and then you die. Funny how that is, right? Kind of crazy. So this relationship, and then you take it out to other people. And it's been kind of glorious. So how your brain works, how do you treat this thing inside your head? Do you nourish it? Do you know what food is? I could talk all day, but I'll never get to my beautiful, my beautiful co-host today, my guest, who's also uh, in her own right, a rock star. And I'm excited to bring her to you. And we both decided to wear yellow. I never wear yellow. I just had a vibe. This is actually a made by, I should, my outfit today is designed by one of my students who, when she met me, did not have a voice. Her name is Inga Goodman. Please look her up. Inga Goodman is from Russia. When people come to me, they want something more in their life. And I know that. I can see that. We all have a superpower. My superpower is I can look at you and tell you what you're, what you're saying and what you're not saying. Sometimes it makes it very hard for me to go to parties. Think about it. So when I met her, she had no voice. She comes from Russia and she didn't want to talk. She just wanted to listen. I just like you. I just wanted to be. Now I cannot shut this girl up. Now her story, what we call a springboard story, is that she, growing up in Russia, did not have Barbie dolls, did not have toys. They lived in very communist Russia, but she had a sewing machine. And she said when she would make clothes for herself and for other people that she couldn't even wear outside the house, she felt more beautiful. And now what she does is she makes one-of-a-kind clothing so that women can enjoy being beautiful. But when she met me, she hadn't sold any of them. She had inventory and a lot of heartache that she wasn't making enough money. Wouldn't make any money. We gave her a little task, put her through some Forbes Riley training, and uh, now she's sold more in the last couple of months than she has since she had never started. And I am very proudly wearing an Inga Goodman design. I love my girl, and I love this story. So I would like to introduce to you right now a wonderful woman. I spent a lot of time in Hollywood being a TV host, and I'm excited about this conversation because the biggest issue people will tell you for me is that, are you an actress or are you a host? Well, it turns out that I was right all along. I'm a communicator. 
just didn't quite get Hollywood to understand that. So she and I have been through some similar things. We've never had a real long in-person talk. We're going to do it live right here. Will everybody stand up, give a round, round of applause for Miss Tanika Ray. She's in the house. Woo, the crowd goes wild. I need that sound effect. <laughs> I know. I love that. And yes, yellow is the color of the day. I think we are both ready for some sunshine. I got to tell you, it is nice. And if you guys are listening and not watching, join us over on Facebook and my fan page, Forbes Riley fan page. Miss Tanika, I have... Just like you've done with me, I've watched you on TV. I loved you on TV. You have a style, if you don't know how she looks, an energy, a vivaciousness. Do you know that I sat in a chair somewhere in Hollywood at 34 and had sat, was testing for ET, Mark Steinis and I, and somebody said, oh, you know, you're just too old. Mm. And, for about, and for about two years, I believe that they might have been right. Isn't that terrible? I hate it. I hate what Hollywood sort of places on our membrane. They, they infuse this ideology that doesn't have anything to do with us. And it's damaging, and especially for, for women, especially, because Mark Steinis and all the men can be 60 with a 25-year-old co-host as a female, and that's perfectly fine. But we can't hold our own when we turn 40. It's insane. Well, I will tell you, the irony to that statement is you're right. Guys can work, you know, Bob Barker and, and Jeopardy got, Alex worked till they were dead. Literally the day before they died, they were still yes. working. Yes. Women are not going to do that. Um, but Mark did get let go from Hallmark. Did you know yes, that? I mean, I mean, it was kind of devastating. He's one of my dearest friends. And of course, his ex-wife is a good friend of mine, Leanza Cornette, Miss America, who at 49 during COVID slipped, hit her head and, and passed away. Um, so life is very fragile. I have, like I said, been a fan of yours. When you came on the Clubhouse platform, I was like, I just want to know this girl. So now I get to know this girl. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's hard not to know you, Forbes, I have to say, because there's a group of us that are up in these Clubhouse streets. We pop in from room to room. We make our presence known. And you are one of those bosses, my dear. And it's so beautiful to hear your voice. Like everybody else that's following you on this podcast, radio show. You just suck people in with your exuberance and your excitement and your passion for what it is that you do. And it made me stop and go, what's going on? Not everybody gets to speak like that. And when I say get, people hold themselves back. They are their own worst enemy. They are their own self-saboteurs and they don't allow themselves to be their greatest light. And you no filters, no suppression, just <laughs> blah. And I love that so much. And I, you know, tell you what, I think this is going to be the rest and the best part of my life. And I'm excited to go on part of this journey with you because you are a sister. And I mean that in every sense of the word, because you and I woke up at some point in our life and said, I want to do this professionally. Yeah. And because we did that, all the bumps and bruises, and I could spend hours talking about the ups, yeah. downs, and the craziness of how I did get to take over Mary Turner off the record and have 250 syndicated radio station for a little while, how I did get to host the Laugh Factory, how I did get to help start the X Games, but yet it never became a career. It never became, yeah. and how I hosted an, uh, an infomercial with Mario Lopez who got paid 15 times what I got paid, and yet I was the one who had the track record. All right, so let's get started. We're going to talk about this right now. You guys, welcome to Hollywood Unplugged, girls in yellow who are shining bright. All right, so Tanika, <laughs> let's start with everybody telling, by the way, I would love to feature Tanika on my magazine. Ms. Pasha Carter in Dallas, Texas can make that happen. Tanika, you just got your first offer. I, I love it. Let's do it. By the way, Pasha, I'm not on the cover of the magazine. Yo, babe, girl, come on. Seriously, <laughs> what's going on here? And actually, you should at some point look at that link and join us. Tanika, tell everybody how you started and just who you are, my girl. Yeah. 
So um, I'm, I was born and raised, well, born in D.C., raised in Los Angeles. I grew up in Brentwood, which you may not know, except, well, the O.J. case, right? The whole world learned about Brentwood, California, when, OJ, when the O.J. case happened. It was humble, but there were people who were professionals there. And my parents are the same. My dad was a lawyer, a corporate lawyer, and my mom was a teacher. So they had two golden children. Really, my brother's the golden child. I'm the outcast black sheep because I was wild and I wanted to be an artist. And I loved, I loved expressing myself. So my parents really didn't know what to do with me. But I just forged forward. I knew I wanted, I wanted to dance. I wanted to act. I couldn't really sing, but expression was my passion. So from, oh, I can't hear you myself for a second because I didn't want to be moving around. I'm sorry. You just said my story. I love to act, love to dance, can't sing, which is why I have become one of the best lip singers. But I've never heard you literally just said, I'm listening to myself going, did you just say what I go ahead? Keep going. This is we've got to do some karaoke, girl. We'll be killing it. Right. RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) You better lip sync for your life. Let's go. I know. So from there, um, you know, I went to Brentwood the private school in Brentwood, California, where all the fabulous kids go now. But at the time, the the rich and famous kids were driving, you know, uh, Volkswagens. It wasn't a big deal like it is today. Now, today, all the kids like to splash it around. I grew grew up in a a home where we were very humble. My dad comes from middle America. Both my dad and my mom are from Ohio. So it isn't about showing people what you have. It's about possessing it, possessing richness in spirit not in things. And so I grew up with that ideology. I, I, I don't fit into this world where it's like, I got my Birkin, look at my car, look at my Louboutins. I am, it's, it makes me vomit. It's just not where I am as a spirit, nor will it, will it ever be where I am because it's not what is important. My dad really, what, what's so funny to me is that parents really do hypnotize. They really do condition us, don't they? And my dad did a great job. He won't even wear labels at all. So I came into Hollywood knowing that's where I was supposed to be, but I only value people with good character. So I already went into it knowing I'm kind of the odd one out again, because there's a lot of fakery in Hollywood, as you know, Forbes. And I walked through Hollywood as my authentic self. And so I always felt like an outsider, but it didn't matter because I knew I was supposed to be there. And so I went from one job to another. And I really, truly, I started off as a dancer because when I was uh, probably 10, I grew up in a family that was very smart, but they didn't know, they didn't have any emotional intelligence, right? It, what, they weren't taught to, to feel their feelings or to talk about their feelings or to talk about they had a bad day. It's just, you get on that treadmill and you succeed. That's the family I come from. But I was a feeler, Forbes. I feel a lot for. I wish we had been neighbors. I wish we'd known each other. I am 22 years old. I go to an AA meeting. I'm not an alcoholic, but my, my roommate was recovering. And for the first time in my life, I heard people tell stories of emotions. And I'm like, oh, I relate to that. Oh, I relate. How come my family, we never talked about any of that. I know, never. But it wasn't what people did back in the day. You know, my parents are, thrivers out of the civil rights era. So I forever have so much respect. And so all they wanted was for their children to be successful in the ways that you were spoke, that was considered success, which yep. wasn't television, film, anything like this. Right. So I just kept the, you know, the only person that really can, can battle a type a um, boss daddy is his daughter. 
right? The only person that can be like, dad, I know what I'm doing is probably me. Everybody else gets steamrolled and they have to do what he does. But I just, God whispered in my ear, Forbes, and I was on this trajectory. I did dance from there. I did all these amazing videos in the 90s when, you know, videos were the rage on MTV and BET. And then from there, I knew I wanted to be an actress. So I I actually, before that, I was the stage PA. Forbes, you'll love this. I wanted to, I wanted to examine the landscape of Hollywood first, but after I was a dancer. So I became the stage PA for a show nobody had heard of because it hadn't been aired yet. Guess what the show was, Forbes? Mm, go. Friends. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Friends. That was way different. I was actually thinking like The Voice or American Idol, but no. Friends, oh my gosh. This is, we're going back. All right, so you're going to hang out and see all of them go through the process? Before they were even famous. So I was hired as the stage PA because I wanted to learn the landscape of TV. And I begged for that job. They they didn't call me. I was like, please, I I just want to learn the the ropes. They're like, okay, this this show, we don't know how long it's going to last. But you can have that job. I was like, okay. I showed up, saw Courtney Cox. was like, I know her from that Family Ties show. Everybody else was a no, was like a complete newbie. And I watched them go from nobodies to the most famous people in the world in one month. Wow. Wow. Rocked my foundation. I was like, oh, but it also gave me an inside peek into what it takes to sustain that fame, what it's really all about, that it really is a great question. We have a, we've one minute for my first break. We are a fully produced live show on yeah. the radio. And so uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to find out. Now I want to hear some dirt on Jennifer Aniston. I want to hear some dirt on David Swimmer. We got some questions coming up. All right, everybody, you're listening to myself. I'm Forbes Riley. I got Tanika Ray. And we are crushing it in yellow right here on Voice America. We'll be back right after this message. Don't go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. I'm having a once-in-a-lifetime conversation. You're getting to watch me meet Timmy Gray and become friends and uncover that we're pretty much the same person on the other side of a coin, um, and I'm having a blast. No, I'm actually going to show We were just on the break talking about how I gave Kim Kardashian her very first TV appearance. And if you go to YouTube, type in my name and Kim, and you'll see it. It was for a steam iron. But this is funny because we just talked about it. And I don't know how this is going to play on the radio, but can you, you can see your screen, right, Tanika? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to show you something. So this, I did a, a talk show, two women talk show. It's you and I would have been perfect at back in the 80s. <laughs> oh my gosh. Girlfriends, crunch no more. Tyvo is here. It's the newest fitness craze that's sweeping the nation. The man responsible for the creation of Tyvo is seventh degree black belt, Billy Blanks. We're here this morning, oh and I should say it's pretty early this morning, with Billy Blanks, the owner and creator of Taibo. Now, Taibo is a combination of aerobics, boxing, and karate. Right. Forbes, How long have you been I doing was karate? always uh, there. Okay, this is crazy. I know. If I bet you, if I looked in that room, I probably could find you. How crazy is that? Forbes, that was the OG location, too, with the red carpets. It was nasty and stinky and sweaty, and we <laughs> loved it. Right. So we have to remember. So we're in a room and this is fun to be there at the same time because it is a very small little fitness room with, with the, we, we all sweat so much. But also it's Sugar Ray Leonard, Brooke Shields, Magic Johnson, obviously you and me in a room where we were kicking each other. This yes. is crazy. And how cool is it to be there like at that moment? All right. I was obsessed. I actually lived in Beverly Hills and would drive over the hill. Now, if you're in L.A., you know. That is a commitment, okay? That's how much I loved it. I made that trek over the hill at 7 o'clock in the morning. I, it was everything. I actually, Michael, his brother, because once Billy finished teaching, which was sad to me, his brother Michael and Irene opened a new studio called Drenched, and Michael sent me a picture in that room. I will send it to you, where I'm like, abs, and I'm just like, yeah, we just felt powerful, right? Oh, my gosh. Superhero training. It absolutely was. And that was a great time. And I love the fact, I, you know, it's funny because I gave him his first TV appearance. I did not invest in the infomercial. I didn't really know about all that. But kind of fun how sometimes you bring the horse to water. So, yes. But yes. there's also a trajectory and a path for all of us. And I, I understand exactly what you mean when you say sad. Irene and Michael and I were friends. And also how cool to be there. You and I have been there at a yeah. lot of firsts. Yeah. Um, so just when we left talking about the first friends. So I have a quick question for that. So you watched yeah. in a month their trajectory. How did it affect the girls like Jennifer, who got very famous very fast? Uh, and it's here's another thing you guys need to understand that when you are, quote unquote, famous, you are still a person and it's still a job. 
that you actually actually have to go to work, sit in the makeup chair, memorize lines, do all that. Because I actually had a weird stand-up comedian host thing where I would actually be, you don't realize the audience watching those shows, there's a stand-up comedian for the entire show that keeps the audience. That was one of the jobs that I did. Oh, wow. I could see you doing that. That's amazing. I loved it. So in a month, first of all, um, Jennifer was the coolest chick. She has that X factor, right? Which I'm, I'm speaking to the choir now, but as a kid, she walked in and I was like, oh my God, I love her immediately, immediately. She was wearing a really cool turquoise ring. I love turquoise rings. We were both Aquarius. I was just like, she's everything, right? I fangirled immediately. So they were like this really tight crew. Um, Matt, Matthew Perry was a little bit more nervous because he had tested for like eight pilots. Actually, he had eight pilots oh, wow. be shot. And he thought one of those was going to be his breakout and they all failed. So he was very like, what are the ratings? What what are the ratings? Like, mind you, it was only the actors, the director, the camera crew, the hair and makeup was in their room, the prop master and me and me answering like stage five. And I was like the liaison between the office and the stage crew. And I ordered their lunch every day and I set their lunch out like that was my job. Like, I think about it, it's so crazy because it's, I just humbly really wanted to learn about the biz and I got the greatest master class. And what's one, big, what's this, one big takeaway? One thing that one, you go, one, that's. One big takeaway is that God always has timing for you. Matthew Perry was a little nervous and he was very anxious and he kind of stressed himself out. The girls were like, let's see what happens. And they were a lot more chill about it. Mm-hmm. And it happened and they were able to ride into stardom with a little bit more grace. And so that speaks a lot to like Matthew Perry having alcohol problems going forward is sometimes you just have to trust the process, right? And there's always divine timing. But one thing I will say about Jennifer Aniston, how she keeps looking like that is because in her Cobb salad, she didn't want cheese, no dressing. Everything was on the side. Just lettuce, egg on the side, cheese on the side, (laughs) bacon on the side, avocado on the side, dressing on the side. The girl notes she's very disciplined and that's why she looks so beautiful. There is something to be said about that with no alcohol, lots of water, yoga in the morning. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I got a big birthday coming up next month. Keep getting bigger, Happy which is birthday. a good thing. Yes, I turned 61. Work it. I know. Right? I'm looking at going, I don't know what that's supposed to look like. My daughter actually last night, she's 18. She looked up what 60 looks like to mom. You don't look like those. Like, I know. I don't look like my mom looked when she was 41. So, well, let me tell you, we are redefining this age thing. It really offends me that when you look at like a 50 year old, if you Google 50 year old woman, you have like all these gray hair and like, I do have silver in my hair, but I feel 25. Now, mind you, I'm on the same trajectory as you. I had my child in my forties. Did you really? Oh, okay. You like are my sister. What is it? (laughs) You know, this is an interesting moment here. All right. we lived a whole life. We're like, okay, let's do this baby thing, right? All right, this is all right. I'm like loving you more and more. And so is all my friends and fan, fan pastors loving your hair. Christian's loving the interview. All Thank right, you. so let's keep going forward. So you do that. What's the next step career-wise for you? Next step was after, after the first year, they, they kept throwing me into these scenes, right? I'm in the tap dancing scene, season one. I'm in a party scene. They gave me lines. I mean, it was really extraordinary. I really bonded with, Marta and Kevin and Dave, I think was his name, um, the executive producers. And um, they gave, basically I got my SAG card without even trying. 
That's when you know it's divine, right? I I didn't even try. I just wanted to learn the ropes. So from there, they wanted me to join. After season two, I was the waitress in the coffee shop, season two. So I was actually the original black friend. (laughs) And after season two, they wanted me to join their producer program. And I turned them down. I mean, my mom keeps like wants to punch me every day that I turn them down. But I had dreams, other dreams. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to do other things besides hunker down in the producer room. You know, now I wish I'd done it the other way, but everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I started acting and did a bunch of television shows, NYPD Blue, Wayans Brothers, and then realized I don't like acting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, wait, what don't you like about it? You know what I didn't love is I didn't love all the waiting in the trailer. I felt like I was getting the vibe that there was something else I was supposed to do, that I was supposed to utilize the skill sets from theater and acting and do something else. And I didn't know what that was. So I just kind of waited for it to like stumble upon me. Mind you, the red carpet wasn't a thing. It just wasn't. Joan, Joan Rivers was the only one on the red carpet. So I remember one day I was watching the Oscars and like a blessing, I heard the whisper in my ear. That's what you're supposed to be doing. It was like literally God whispered. As soon as you hear the whisper, then it's easy, right? I've been waiting for another whisper since then. (laughs) I heard the whisper. I went full steam ahead. I went to Samuel French bookstore on Sunset Boulevard. I was like, how how do you get a host agent? There, there was one John Paradise. I know John, John was my agent. Well, do we have to say, okay, John, did you ever meet Blair Taylor? Of course, Blair Taylor's now a commercial agent. Well, I was so there for Blair, a long okay, time. Well, let's do, let's do a little dissing here. So Blair was John's assistant and yep. I literally hosted like the very first infomercial thing called QMI, it was an oil additive. And I, I tell that story about how I had an inkling at that audition that what we were doing was something different. Because I, I sucked at auditions because auditions were like, oh, look, that's cute. Oh, that tastes delicious. <laughs> hated auditions, hated commercials. And when I read this long piece of like five page copy, I'm like, and I actually grabbed the guy uh, sitting there. He had a kind of a moppy blonde hair and he was a sport, uh, weather caster out of Canada, Robin Letfinchuk. And I said to Robin, isn't it funny how you hear something? I said, I don't think what they want is what everyone thinks they want. I don't think that the words matter on the page. Now, I don't know where even where I heard that. I said, I'm going to tell you, this is about a relationship. And we went outside and we practiced this thing. We went in and we booked it. So that makes me. And that was the first of what is now 193 infomercials that combined with an audition about a pen where Body by Jake gave me this TV series where I launched the idea of selling fitness products on television. At the production. Right. I've created things that didn't exist before. That's a little bit of my thing, whatever that is. It's your magical power. I love that. It is definitely, which is where Clubhouse comes in, which is where I realize time is a little bit limited on the scope of my timeline. What is that next or maybe last big thing that I go, you know what? This is what I need to be doing now because it does whisper in your ear. So I pull Blair and I said, Blair, come with me um, to ERA, come to Vegas. There's this thing. It's an infomercial. It's not, I don't want a commercial agent. I need an agent who can negotiate a contract because I'm going to take a piece of the sales. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, they're using my image, my voice, my words sometimes. And I want a piece of every sale. Well, nobody does that. I said, I'm not interested in what everybody else does. And we created the first, ask him, the first 
contract that allowed a talent to get a piece of sales, they get quarterly minimums because a couple of things were happening and I was the only one there. There were no, there was no, I looked left and looked right. Nobody was doing this. QVC hadn't started, HSN hadn't started. And I said, here's the thing too, you're going to use my image or put it on a shelf. And w- what about the exclusivity? I said, no, you don't understand. If I sign up for a phone company and you don't use the infomercial, I can't sign up for another phone company because they may re-air it and then I look bad. So they have to pay me a holding fee. They'd never heard of any of this. And so Blair and I created these contracts that for years was the standard. There you go. Boom. I've never told that story. Ladies and gentlemen, you just busted the ceiling open. That is huge. Of course I know Blair. I hated commercials as well. I was like, I just like to host. I want to talk to people. I want to connect. And commercials felt like not my jam. Um, but with, with John Paradise, I actually hosted, excuse me, Ryan Seacrest's first show on TV. His first pilot, I was his co-host. Of course, he hadn't quite made the transition from radio to TV as smoothly as he has now. Oh, I know, so because his first, no- his first agent is Sean Perry, who was my first agent at the competitive to John Paradise over at Adams yes. Ruloff and Lawrence. Yes. I know, it. I, know yes. I know. Oh, this is fun. I did more fun than I expected. All right. what, so, I, what I loved about John was that he saw no limitations for me. It didn't matter what it said in the breakdown. He's like, take Tanika. She'll be great. And he allowed me to soar. And so I did really great jobs with him. And rest in peace, John Paradise. We love yeah. you. Um, but yeah, we keep it moving. It was a great chapter to move to hosting. And I finally, once that whisper came, I was like, this is what I was supposed to do. Even though it was only Joan Rivers, I was at the, we, we were at the forefront of hosting. Now, everybody hosts a television show. Now you go to MTV. I remember being at MTV once and it was like 300 outlets on the red carpet. You're like, wow, times have changed. They've definitely changed. You know, and it's funny because I, so I also had, I kept one foot acting and one foot hosting. I loved acting. That's all I wanted to do. If Sandra Bullock and, and, and uh, Julie Roberts would have just moved on over, I would have been fine. (laughs) And and in fact, you know, you talk about the whole God whispering thing, but I got the lead in a TV series after all of the machinations of all the hosting and acting and both of my agents getting mad at each other because I did get a huge part on Chicago Hope when I was already booked to do Body by Jake. And I was booked on that first, but I wanted to do the other. I made myself nuts yeah. um, because the universe is, did you notice the universe is funny where like you've got, you don't work all month. And that one day when you get a job, you got two jobs. Yes. Every time. What is, how can that be at both our experiences? That is the universe going, that's like some angel going, I'm going to mess with them. You know what I think that is? I think it is the universe forcing you to make a decision too. Do you stay with what you have been doing or do you move on to something new? Can oh. they really exist at the same time? I don't know. I do know that. Uh, making decisions was the hardest thing in my life. And you're right. There is a reason that maybe that happens. I got the T I got Batman, the movie, uh, a really nice role in that. And I, I, my parents weren't sick at the time, but it's funny, but I booked a vacation to club bed with both my parents and my then husband. I'd never done that before. They both said, yes, I got them to go to Mexico. It was a big deal. And I get this big movie. And I said, you know, I got to go with my parents. We went to Puerto Vallarta. Last vacation I ever took with them. That's you made the right decision. I know it was so freaking hard because I didn't know how much I wanted it. I know. I know. Isn't that funny? Bless you. But look, look, look at how much pain you would be in if you chose the movie 
and you oh. had not gone on that vacation with your parents, you know? You just said something very interesting about listening to the voice that you hear the same voice I hear. We both can't be right or wrong. We're just, I hear the same voice. Now, right. what's weird, though, is that you and I were actually competitors. because we? We have to be because we're the, how, how, you're, how old are you? If I'm, I'm asking, are you 10 years younger than me? I never say. Be- you can basically, Google it. Everybody will figure it out. How old is your son? I don't do the math there. No, I, I have a daughter and she's oh, daughter. six. I have a daughter right. and she's six. All right. Okay. So then you're a little younger than me. So then maybe you were a little before me or after me. Um, and not a bad thing about competitors. Um, I got a national talk show and I tell the story. We got three minutes to break, but I was one. My acting teacher was Milton Casales. One of yes. the Milton taught us at Beverly Hills Playhouse. I have a lot of very famous friends because of that. And Milton taught us ju- a lot of messages, but one was just show up. Now, what does that mean? Just show up. Well, it means that while I was in my house in Sherman Oaks, showing a resistance band slips off my foot and shatters my nose. Literally breaks, almost blinds me. Horrible. What? Oh, yeah. It came right off my foot and bam. It is one reason that I have this, this fitness product because I'm vehemently opposed to resistance bands, uh, even though I introduced them on TV. Uh, right. With Dr. And I did. That was one of the first products I ever did. So uh, my nose is all bloody. I'm in the hospital down the street in Sherman Oaks. My agent calls. And did you ever meet Babette Perry? Of course I know Babette Perry. There you go. Well, Babette Perry was also my agent for a while. I don't know how we, like I said, live the same life. But that's like, I got, the, I got it. This is your show. This is a national talk show on TLC. Blah, blah, blah. It's got your name all over it. And I'm sitting in the hospital with this thing on my face going, okay, I'll be there. And I do. I drive high as a kite over the hill to the audition and I walk in and there's all these famous newscasters and sportscasters and, and a bunch of hosts because hosting wasn't really a thing at that moment. And I'm a little out of my head and it was a demo table and it was me and Dana something. I can't remember. <gasps> Dill blonde Dana. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, Dana, Dana Devon. No, that's no. a different Dana Devon. This okay. was more of a, okay. yes. So she looks up at me while we're doing this and she's like, wow, cause I look terrible. She's like, you look a lot like Hannibal Lecter. And I looked at her and like, good. Now I know who I'm having for lunch. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, as you know how the, I get the final call back, I walk in and there is my idol. They've already cast a very beautiful, fun comedian named Andy. And there's Carol Alt. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, by the way, I also work with Beverly Johnson on that show, but I, I was obsessed with beautiful women. And Carol was, that was it. She was from Long Island. She was, had the prettiest face I'd ever seen. And I walk in and there she is and there I am. And we've got one minute to our next break. And when we come back, I will explain to you what happened. <laughs> Forbes Riley versus Carol Alt, superstar model. But I'm bummed. Hey, guys, don't go away. This is getting really juicy. I'm having a blast. <laughs> so much fun. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Forbes Factor. I'm Forbes Riley. And we're here when, oh, yeah, don't go too far away. Go get some water, though. We all need some water. We're here. I'm, I'm, I'm hydrating. Hydrating. Yeah. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. 
The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. I'm here with the beautiful, talented Tanika Ray, actress, superstar, dancer, model, spokesperson, and more. And the universe put us here together. It's got nothing to do with her. It's got nothing to do with you. It's all from me. It is. For, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Because I, I needed to relive some of this. I need to hear some of this. I've had a lot of thoughts about why we get to where we are and how we don't realize it when we're there. And we blow the moments not that we don't let them happen, kind of like your wedding. If you've ever been married, odds are you didn't have a great time that day. You spent a lot of money, you thought about it, but that day was so hectic, so pulling, so dinner, everything. And by the time you know it, it's over. And you're like, and the best advice I got about a wedding was take a moment, stop, and look at your partner and say, we're doing it. This is it. Just make sure that we're both here because otherwise it goes away. That's what happens a lot in careers. So I'm in the, um, I, I'm, I'm in the audition and I'm in a building, me and Carol Alt. I literally am looking at the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And in person, she's more, and I know everything about her. I know that she had to lose weight to be a model, that her sister is a plus size model. They grew up in Long Island. And I'm like, oh God, the thing about Carol, as beautiful as she was, she still had an accent like she's from New York. And I got to tell you, I think that's the only reason that she didn't get it. And I did. Oh. 
she and now she's changed the accent and she's beautiful. She's a vegan. I'm re- and I actually became friends with her. I was a massage therapist and I got to massage Carol naked. You want to get how weird that story is? I mean, but how I'm many not- jobs have you had? My goodness, you were a massage. When did you have time to go to massage school? Like when did that? Oh, babe. I was 32 years old. I broke my knee in a skiing accident. And by the way, how I got, it's a great story. How did I go to ski? I actually said to the universe, I want to ski, answered an ad one day for a thing. They actually had billboards on lift towers and they wanted someone to do a Club Med style bar party. Well, I also worked for Club Med. I created stuff for them too. I walked in, they said, do you ski? And I said, of course. They didn't say by when. I wasn't lying. I don't ski today, but I'll learn how to ski when you need it. Right, right. And that, but that's the way I've always thought. And I got the job and then I booked two weeks to go learn how to ski. And I did that for 10 years. That turned into me hosting the X Games. Let me tell you something, the trajectory of how you stop worrying about what other people have to say and do it anyway. I literally can teach an entire lifetime about manifesting, manifesting things. I have a book about it here. This is one of my many books here. Check this out. This is called What Have You Forbes Lately? You know what, Tanika, my girl, that's when you manifest something and no one else thinks it's possible. You Forbes did. Yes. I love how you branded that. I Forbes uh, a journalist career. So I did that for sure. Right, because so when did when did that take a right or left turn? Um, you know, it's great. It was it was I started in 2004. I mean, I did a, a couple shows for Lifetime. I did a couple shows. And then um, I for some reason, I decided I wanted to move to New York. I was done with dating men in L.A. And I remember manifesting. I want an entertainment magazine show. That takes me to New York City. And lo and behold, like a month later, hey girl, (laughs) a month later, I get a call through my agent. I think it was John Paradise that extra wanted to see me. And I went and interviewed with Lisa Gregorish. I'm sure you know who that is. I do. And um, she's like, can you move to New York? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, let's go. And I'd never done journalism before. I never had any interest. What I did like was connecting with people like what we're doing now. So I took what I knew about interviewing, which was organic to me. And I did exactly what I know to do, which was to take a list of things that they wanted and then to add a whole bunch of magic that I wanted and to make really great interviews with people and make it TV magic. Right. So that was the best thing ever. And I did that for five years. She wanted me to move back to L.A. to host the weekend show and to be more part of the main host. And then I was just like, it was around the time when Paris Hilton kind of went to jail. Brittany lost her mind and had the, you know, remember she shaved her hair. Um, Anna Nicole passed away. It was just this ugly, dark time in Hollywood where what was being celebrated wasn't how I rolled. Remember the beginning of this conversation, celebrating things and materialism wasn't my thing. I always had stuff. I'm always comfortable, but, but celebrating things and how expensive they were was just not my jam. I I rant on that. I talk about how I took a couple of girls to Saks Fifth Avenue and I have a pair of sandals I'm wearing from Payless for 1999. And then there's a pair of sandals for $1,900. And I said, to me, they look the same. Take the extra thousand dollars and go feed a kid. And I talk about, I talk about pocketbooks. I don't want a Birkin. It's just funny that you said that. And, and honestly, unless you're going to pay me money, I'm not wearing your label on the outside ever. Boom. We have a lot of stuff we could totally diss and talk we about. Do. I wanna, we, don't have, we only have about 12 minutes left to the entire interview. Oh, my gosh. I know. So, one, I want to talk about anything you want to talk about, but I would like to diss a little bit. So, we both had very eclectic, amazing careers. We're going to talk about this for the rest of our lives. What's 
a down moment in Hollywood that you really kind of go, man, can't believe that this is an injustice that nobody else was even going to know about if we don't talk about it right now. A down moment. Well, I don't want to get into like where we are. There's so many ugly things, Forbes, and I don't really want to go there. But what happens in Hollywood is just a microcosm of the world, right? And it's done with smiles and hugs and kisses, but it's still the rules are the same. So in Hollywood, as much as I thought Taraji P. Henson was a star before you, before mainstream Hollywood knew about her, they didn't want to have anything to do with her until she was at the Oscars. And I kept going, she's a star. They don't care. It's like they only really accepted five black people to be on extra. It's Oprah, Halle Berry, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, and Jamie Foxx. And that's it. So it was, it was, that was really uncomfortable. And I think, I hope that that's opening up now. I think um, with bloggers, uh, entertainment shows aren't at the forefront. They used to be at the forefront. Now they're, chasing behind bloggers on what's hot and what's cool. They don't really know, right? So for me, the big moment was I had the lead to TV series. Remember I started saying how much I just wanted to be an actress? I finally yes. got it. I, the, the entire pilot, unbelievable character. I am literally the devil wears Prada with all these beautiful models. In fact, my <laughs> son is played by Taylor Kinney, who ended up being nice. a Lady Gaga. No, right, I'll show you that videotape. At the 11th hour, Fox keeps me sitting around and they finally call you and you know what? You're not famous enough to be on the side of a bus promoting this, we're going to give your role, get this, to Bo Derek. Try and put two and two together. In my head, you know what that means? And nothing, I love Bo. She's a very sweet girl. But it, it really comes down to the job of the hut kind of guy who's no longer with us at Fox who had a hard on for her. And I'm going to say, that's exactly what it was. I'm like, dude. And at that moment, my agent called me and said, you know, Forbes, you're really talented, but you make so much money doing infomercials. Why don't you make enough money and buy your own movie? And I packed up my bags at that moment and moved out to Florida to HSN to write the rest of my story without some freaking executive who wanted to get in my pants telling me how I should live my life. And I'm not negative or bitter about this. It just, it, it just, it messed with me so much that my boobs weren't bigger. My hair wasn't blonder. I didn't suck this. I didn't, I didn't do any of those things. No, and I, I know that I get to stand. And the reason that my voice needs to be out there on Clubhouse and everywhere is I get to stand here and tell you what I didn't do, what I didn't compromise. And Unbelievably, I am now celebrating that I didn't get the Oscar movie because Harvey Weinstein was standing at the gate and I would have had to deal with that and I didn't. Well, we, I absolutely relate to that story. Good on you, mama, because that is rampant in Hollywood. I don't lead with my sexuality. I'm a cute, sexy girl, but I don't lead with it. I want you to appreciate the way, yes, my oh, mind. That's how, you got, that's how you got on the show, you know. <laughs> it's my boobs. It's my boobs. I know. It's all that. For those of you who can't see her face, it is the twinkle in her eyes. And she's actually more beautiful than I remember you seeing on Extra. Because I watched a lot of it. Mario Lopez is a friend of mine. But you are cuter now and beautiful. Thank in you. A way that, yeah. You know why? Because I realized, I'm going to be honest with you. I was playing the role of Tanika Ray on an entertainment show when I was on that show. <laughs> I dropped the microphone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I felt very confined by what I was supposed to be on that show. And that's why I love, I mean, I hate the fact that people have lost their lives during pandemic, but it has given me freedom during this time, during this great pause to just be me and not have to care what anybody thinks and what they thought. And, oh, I just feel so liberated to be perfectly honest. And I've heard that before. I actually look in the mirror and I go, oh, 
I look so much better. And a dear friend of mine, which you may know on Clubhouse, Mir Harris, who's oh, yeah. part of the audio collective, we were on the phone the other day and she said herself, when I am aligned and I'm drinking my water and I'm working out and I'm doing my meditation and I'm being true to myself, I look more, I look better than yes, I do did. when I'm uh, appealing to somebody else's senses of who I am. So there's something there. That's a beauty tip. <laughs> All right, so you have a daughter. By the way, my daughter and I, my daughter was on Clubhouse last night and she blew it out of the water. She's $7,000 away from a half a million dollars that she has earned on her own in six or seven months. And wow. we want to do it. Right, and we want to do, she runs the entire company. We want to do a mother-daughter event. Uh, cool. We've been doing this together since she was 12. So I didn't run that. You got a daughter. Now you just got nominated. Um, we've got about four minutes to close here. Um, talk to me about moving forward advice that you're pouring into little one's ears and relationship, even as a mom, because your daughter's at a really cute age right now. You got a lot of transitions. Let me tell you, Forbes, she's powerful. My daughter came out eyes open. She looked straight in my eyes and she, as, as if I could hear her go, what's up, you ready for this? And I was like, whoa. What is her she's name? She's just, <clears throat> her name is Nyla. Nice. She really knows herself. She is, and my job, I understand it's my job to be her mother. And that's been the biggest battle right now in pandemic is where do I go? Like when I was, look, your kids are older. I had to homeschool. No, there's no, it's like the seventh cycle of hell homeschooling. I'm not going to lie. It's Why the job I it? never wanted. She's a, she was five when homeschooling started. I had to, and her school did, it wasn't one or two hours a day. She's in a great private school where it's six hours a day. I've got to sit next to her. So now that that's over, please, Lord, that that's over. She's now in person these days. Um, it allows me to go, okay, now what do I want to do? So I right. love the fact that Clubhouse is there. It's really informing me where I need to go. I'm opening my rooms. I'm talking to people. What I love in my club, Take a Seat, is even though I don't want to always concentrate on I'm a black woman, you're what, whatever that is, we still do need to have these uncomfortable conversations and have an understanding so we can get through this crazy time in our country and the world so we can start I've really got, truly I've connecting some, and loving each other. I have some fun stories about that. I remember being in Beverly Hills the first time I was called Hayella and I'm like, what? Interesting, right? Yeah, someone thought you were a black woman. <laughs> oh, but they, 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 they do a lot. And they do a lot. And that's, I know it's, it's okay. I have no, you know what? I embraced that. I raised a black son from South Central. I don't know if you know that. Did you know that part no. of my story? Dexter was murdered. I didn't know that. Yeah. For 12 years of my life, he was best man at my wedding, walking from a haircut to church on a Sunday morning. Kido grew up two blocks away from him. He was wearing blue. He was on Hoover Street. Walked up, unloaded a clip in his back and killed him right on the, right on the sidewalk by himself. My, 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 actually, my wedding photo with Dexter was my best man was on the cover of the LA Times. Not where you want to be. And then I have a story, too, about brown eyes and blue eyes and how I learned about prejudice at the age of 10, which is when everybody should learn that. And I do yeah. think if I, had, if I could wave a magic wand, I would implement that. We have a lot of talking to do. You got five seconds or maybe 10 seconds. Last thoughts. I love you. We are connected. You're not going to get rid of me now. I'm ready to make a half a million dollars. Let's go. Oh, yeah, girl, I got you covered there. And, and your daughter as well. We're gonna, my, my, my daughter started when we were young. Guys, this has been an unbelievable conversation. Tanika, I feel very blessed that you said yes. Uh, and that I met a sister from another mother in a lot of ways because I sometimes need to unload and just have somebody who gets me. Yeah. Like, I unlike our you. managers don't. I know it. <laughs> guys, in Voice America land, mwah, I love you guys. I'll see you here, right back here next week on the Forbes Factor. We focus on health wealth and happiness and I've been doused with all of that this week.
thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.